It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill, plus take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed, and together, we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. You're listening to 87.1, Caroline Radio, KCG in Bakersfield, and Blind Advocate Radio. Welcome back, listener. How are you? I'm glad you're doing well, and I'm glad you had a good week. My name is Aaron Richmond, and you're listening to Aaron's Opinion. This evening, we're joined uh, by someone who I've never spoken to before, but he's expressed uh, a lot of interest in Aaron's Opinion. And he's also uh, expressed a lot of interest in educating people about uh, a new, basically a new system in the New York City metro and transportation system that will be very, very uh, beneficial uh, to, uh, to blind people. His name is Brian Velazquez. You're on Aaron's opinion. Go right ahead. What's going on? Yes, yes, yes. Hello, listeners. Hello, everybody out in radio land and, and in podcast land. Hello there. Hope everybody's doing well, staying safe. And we're going to get right into it right away to the good stuff, the good tea, as they always say. So my name is Brian Velasquez. I am 29 years old, and I currently reside in New York, New York, and I have been eagerly putting ideas together on working on a very special project to expand on my appearances in various news organizations in regards to transit and accessibility in the transit system. Now, my recent gig was with um, WNYC Radio. I don't know if anybody is familiar with NPR radio. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Aaron? Well, of course, I'm familiar NPR National Public Radio. That is correct, yes. So, um, well, before we get into that, a little bit about me. Sure. I I have a degree in therapeutic recreation from St. Thomas Aquinas College in Spark Hill, New York. And to date, I have worked at Coney Island Hospital, the New York Public Library, which I'm going to get into in a little bit because part of the story is going to be a twist. And I have also done opening monologues for the Big Apple Circus, throwing that fun fact out there. And what comes with that? What comes with that package is learning how to be as independent as possible and learning mobility skills and travel. Right? So with that being said, I would like to start a project. Why this project? Well, you know, in in my reports with accessibility, okay, I have expressed many ideas and many phrases that'll help parents of children who are visually impaired to calm their fears 
and to let them know that there is many resources out there, okay? For example, Fox 5 News had a very special report at a station called Metrotech Center in Brooklyn. So Metrotech Center in Brooklyn, which is one of the train stations in New York, had a very special lab, accessible tech lab. They had a tactile map. They had an audio map, which has tactile, and you press down on the map, and the map will tell you where you are, whether it's the L train, whether it's the R train, which I'm gonna get into in a little bit about the trains and how the trains work in the city of New York. But besides that, um, I was interviewed and one of the biggest, biggest ideas that I expressed was this. These accessible tools will be so beneficial for students who, and clients, of various organizations that are a traveler in training. What is a traveler in training? A traveler in training is a person who is learning the ropes of traveling for the first time, whether it's to find, you know, the, the right platform for the train, whether it's to find the edge of the track and find the bumps, making sure not to fall into the tracks, whether it's screwing off and walking a straight line in the train station, whether it's practicing listening to different sounds and masking noise and how to, you know, outside the train station, crossing a street or vice versa. You know, these tools will be perfect for people with, who are travelers in training, right? So to tie it all into this project, you know, parents need to see that. Parents need to be exposed to that to, with, with, for those children to make them feel fine make them feel confident that their child's gonna go out there and be the most productive and have the best life possible in society. So now what comes with all this and travel and accessible apps for the visually impaired and accessible maps and all that stuff? Technology. Technology is very important in this process. So it is very important for your child at an early age to start mobility and technology, especially in, a, in this day and age. Without doubt, you're, you're a hundred percent correct. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really loving what you're, I'm really loving what I'm hearing here. This is, this is really, really good. So why don't you go into further details? Um, I will, so I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about me. Um, if you have not had a chance to listen to Aaron's opinion, that's fine. Um, okay. I have been podcasting for a while now. About oh, at the end of at the end of August will be about a year. And cool. I started I, I started Aaron's opinion because I felt that there were simply not enough strong podcasts for blind people. Mm -hmm. where we could easily access a podcast that was accessible, meaning where someone like you could create a post and then basically ask to come onto my show and have a conversation. Correct. And I, and I have felt that this is a huge, huge gap in the podcasting and radio world is that there are just not enough, not enough opportunities. Right. And, and what I mean by opportunity, well, uh, not enough opportunities 
for podcasters. So I'm very fortunate for, to have this show. But more, most importantly, there's generally not enough opportunities for guests. It can be very competitive to get in, uh, get into podcasts, uh, even even as a guest. Uh, you notice, oh, yeah. you noticed I I didn't really interview you. Actually, I I mean I we talked a little bit. You know, I had to make sure that you you know you had something that you were serious, uh, and that you had serious content to give us, and you clearly do. But a lot of these podcasts. Um, you know, m many of them are simply not, not open to just letting someone walk in the door. And I think that that's, I think that that really is quite, um, you know, we, is, can be, you know, a lot of people are excluded from telling their stories, uh, right. doing, doing the interesting work that you do because of the nature of this, you know, barrier to entry. I've been negatively affected in my life plenty of times simply by barriers of entry. I'm never going to allow that happen to happen to someone else. And I'm certainly not right. going to allow it on my own podcast if I can help it. So mm -hmm. basically, I mean, my, my background is uh, in the, academically, it's in the field of international relations after which, yes. after I graduated, Oh, okay. That's, that's fine. I I'm thank you. Thank you for reading my bio. If, if, if you did that, I, I appreciate that. If you, if you research. Oh, no, 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 I did oh. not. I, I didn't get to read it, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. Well then, well then, well then, let me, well then, please let me tell you, please let me, let me, let me lead, lead into it. So, you know, um, <clears throat> yeah. And then after I graduated from a university with international relations, I got into teaching. I've been teaching English as a second language online for five years at company X, I call it. Um, mm -hmm. I, uh, for personal reasons, I live in an undisclosed location. That's a totally different long story. Um, and, you know, um, I basically, uh, started this podcast to give people the chance to come on and tell different interesting stories. So you cool. said, you said that, and the, the radio thing that I said at the beginning, that was luck. Uh, someone in the group offered me, they gave me the, the gift of an opportunity to have a radio show on his station where this podcast cool. is aired out on that station. And then it's a podcast. It's a YouTube. It's a, it's an everything all at once. So question for you. Yes. This is edited, correct? All this is yeah. going to be edited? Yes. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> why? Have I, have I already said something that you don't like that we need to go back and erase already? Really? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Just making sure since we're talking and, you know, talking, you know, you know, since we're speaking a lot. Right, so I right, just want yes. to make sure, you know. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. It's put through a lot of different, a lot of different editing software. It's very interesting. And it's very okay. time consuming uh, for okay. the person who does it. So you wanted to talk more in depth about the, the train system. Um, I'm, not, I'm not from New York. So educate me about it and educate our <laughs> listeners who are not New Yorkers. Tell us all about the train system and the transportation system of that city. It's quite okay. spectacular to say the very least. I'll mute my okay. microphone for a while. Go ahead. Okay. So before we get into the real, real juice of the story and the news reports and how I got into the news reports and how I did the news reports and what happened. Let's talk about the train system. So you have mass transit system in New York City, the biggest mass transit system. Um, so you have the letter trains, the number trains. So the number trains you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 
the letter trains, you have A, B, C, D, E, F, G, J, L, M, N, R, Q, W. So, so what are those? Trains- so what are those? So I have a suspicion because I've been to New York twice. I want you to explain. I think I know what those letters and numbers might mean, but people who've never been to New York would want to know what do those letters and numbers mean? That's critically important. Good question. So the numbers are associated with different boroughs. Um, So the one runs strictly in Manhattan. So the rest of the numbers, the two is Manhattan, Bronx, and Brooklyn. The three, Manhattan, Bronx, Brooklyn. Four and five are the same route. And the six as well. So the A, B, C, E goes to Queens. The A, B, and C are um, also Brooklyn. Most of these trains are associated with the different boroughs. So you would so you would know everybody would follow the trains and follow the layout. Now, there's significance. Uh, it's complicated. Okay. <laughs> Does it have anything to do with the grid of New York City? How the city is gridded? Well, I hope this is not put in the podcast. I, um, no. Okay. <laughs> That's what I would have thought. If there's numbers in a city, it usually relates to a, to a navigational grid. So I was that's not what... expecting this question. Oh. <laughs> well, there you. Well, good. Well, okay. So that that can be. So sorry for that, but that can be more material for you to be able to tell people if someone asks. I've been to New York and I understand a grid system. So probably it has something to do with the grid of the city or at least some sort of a navigational issue. Or probably at very least, it relates back to a way for the offices that manage the transportation system in New York to maintain and uh, monitor all of the trains all at once. Right. Okay. So um, you mentioned before that you also got into these, as you say, news broadcasts. Uh, Correct. So, what? Talk about that in a, in a lot more detail. Okay. So, um, I was chosen for two news reports. One was with Fox Five, and one was with NPR Radio, aka WNYC Radio in New York. Now, the Fox okay. Five so report. Just, so, just, just, just to be, just to kind of um, clarify, you can just, you can just say it was NPR. Uh, and you and they were listening on an affiliate. Uh, WNYC was the was the affiliate, but but the the network or the radio was NPR. That's it. Yes, exactly. Okay. And the Fox Five. Yes, go ahead. And Fox Five, I 
did the report on the development and testing of accessibility in Metro Tech Center in Brooklyn, the station lab. It was, it's a regular train station, but with, with, which was transformed into, blah, let me start it over again. Metro Tech Center is a regular train station, which was transformed into an MTA accessibility lab, Metro Transit Accessibility Lab, which um, consisted of technology used to help, tra help travelers improve with their travel and get their bearings. Like the tactile map that I mentioned, the audio map that I that you're able to press down and listen to where you are. So, and of course, Ira, which I'm going to get into, which is a big part of these two new stories. So let's start with the NPR radio story. NPR radio um, has a reporter named, can I use names in this? Um, Pro, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards probably probably yes it's ninety nine it's mostly okay to mostly okay to name drop yes okay so um, NPR radio has a reporter named Samitha Basu she is the reporter for the We the Community series in New York City so. During that time, she needed um, a guest to assist her in creating a story for accessibility and travel. So the main premise of the main idea of the story was to to report on what it's like for a traveler with a disability to travel in the city of New York. So I was chosen. Um, we spoke, we had a free interview over the phone and we spoke about technology and IRA and all the apps and how the smartphone was beneficial ever since I got it in 2018, by the way. I got a, yes, believe it or not, listeners, I did get an iPhone in 2018, my first iPhone ever. First smartphone ever. I had a flip well, phone for many years. Well, can, well, can, well, congratulations to you, man. Better Better now than never. No, no problem. Right. And even, even more hilarious than that, I am 28 years old. I didn't send out my first text message until I was 18. So until very recently, this technology was not um, nearly as accessible for us as it, as it is now. And we've seen right. a, an immense jump in the technology yes. for sure. Yes. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Amen to that. So, um, we spoke about that, and we spoke about how I started traveling at the, you know, at the age of 17, and how it was different back then when I used to travel. So, I was chosen for the report, long story short, and we were, um, we took the train from my house to Shake Shack. By the way, for those of you who have never heard of Shake Shack, please go to Shake Shack. It's amazing, wherever you, it, wherever it may be in your state, county, um, definitely check it out. It has amazing burgers, fries, and drinks. So definitely check Shake Shack out when you get a chance. 
So moving right along, we went to Shake Shack and we used Ira at the, at the train station to get from the train station to Shake Shack. So for those of you who don't know, Ira is a service, 24 hour service that connects you to live agents and it's through video and they could see your location. They could help you travel. They help you with other sorts of tasks such as mail, such as reading your mail, reading your documents if needed and getting a job. Now, with Ira comes a subscription, subscription um, for the service. Depending on which plan you pay for, you get a certain amount of minutes and you get five free minutes for every call. So every call, your first five minutes of every call is free. You also have your access offers and you have your offers for job seekers offer, which is 30 minutes for those of you who are interested in that as well. So definitely, if you ever are curious about Ira, definitely take advantage and look into that if curious. So that's um, those news reports really got me thinking and starting this idea to start a project to help parents um, of blind children travel, help those parents get resources and to have maybe clinics for them to have them walk with, try out the cane, blindfolded or not blindfolded, however, whatever their preference is, because you don't want to overwhelm them too much. And I'm really trying to reach out to um, organizations to please any assistance, any, you know, any parents who want to take part. Let's all come together and start this. I really want to change the world for the future of the new generation growing up now. I um, started traveling at the age of 17 independently. Before that, I was taking accessory to school or paratransit, annoying because either they came early or late. So it was either too early or too late. I got to school too early or too late. So it was just like go my whole story about traveling in high school was like Goldilocks. I don't know who, who I don't remember the story of Goldilocks. Goldilocks and the three little bears, right? So remember the porridge, okay? Paratransit. How was the porridge? the porridge was right. either too hot or too cold, right? Versus at the age of 17, poof, when I started traveling independently. What was the porridge? Not too hot, not too cold. Meaning, got to school, just, not too early, not too just late. Ri just right. Just right, right. Correct, correct, yes. So, um, so then what was your other news report that you did for uh, Fox 5? Okay, so Fox 5 focused strictly on the accessibility tech lab. Okay, so I went there to, you know, check out the equipment. I was recorded checking out the equipment and seeing the maps and seeing all the resources offered. So I did use, I did demonstrate Ira on my phone to have them see how it works and they reported on that. 
I did have an interview with the reporter and I, one of the things what that I said was, you know, these resources in the, in the train station would be very accessible and very great for a traveler in training. And, and it would be great for this idea that I have, right? Because a transit system can be scary. There's loud noises. You have trains coming in and out. You have thousands of people running through a station. You have all these sounds. It's like, okay, think of the New York transit system as a three-ring circus or any transit system, especially during rush hour. A three-ring circus, trains, people back and forth, street performers, music, violins, you name it, you'll hear it in the New York City subway. Right? So to, to have that fear minimized and that overwhelmness minimized, let's start the let's start the traveling and training at an early age when they're young. Why not? Because they'll get more exposed to it. They'll have more um, resources available. The instructor would have a much easier time with the, with the client. And things will go smoother than maybe back in the day when I was traveling, you know? So I wish smartphones were a big thing back when I was traveling. I wish I had a smartphone back when I was 15, 16, 17, but unfortunately I didn't. So nowadays tech is so important in our lives, especially for us visually impaired individuals. Very important. Vital. Definitely. Yeah. So let's see, we have about four minutes um, before we take our break. Uh, okay. What I want to, what I want to you to move towards and to, fo to kind of hone in on is to tell us a story about a specific experience that you've had, maybe working with a student, working with a child, working with a client um, on one of these, basically, basically an O&M experience or an O&M lesson. I would like you to try um, to get into that now and I'll just jump in when we have to pause. But if you can try to jump into it and tell us about a specific experience you've had, I think that would be, that would be good. I'm not an O&M instructor, but okay, maybe fine. maybe it's talking about maybe my experience traveling, probably, probably my. Well, the the impression that you're giving is that you have this idea that children and young people should be being exposed to the accessibility of New York's transportation system at younger and younger ages. Yes. So, okay. So do you do any teaching with that? Do you work with families in person with that? Well, this is a new upcoming idea. This is, I'm just thinking mm. about this recently. So I'm starting okay. putting all this on yeah. paper. Yeah, yeah, so okay. So, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I agree with the idea. I think it's a good one, but I think you also need to, to yeah, put, put it on paper and, and tell people that, you know, you're just working on this, on this particular idea. Um, yes. Because the, okay, well, th thank you for, thank you for clarifying. It's important to clarify uh, oh, that, that, no. yes, what? 
Oh no, I was worried about the podcast. I hope it comes out good. That's I'm like, oh no. Well, it's it's all it's all right. No no worries, no worries. It's just at first, um, you you gave the impression that you were teaching people how to how to access the uh, um, the transportation system of New York City, and that you were going out with people, showing them how to use the the, the system. If you have that idea, I think yes. that's great. Okay, so just just to to be to be clear and to clarify it all you are actually not teaching people how to use the transportation system of no, no 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 not okay. no 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 but it sounds like it because i've you know i've experienced so well, much you, onm in my past okay because know? it okay so so oh, please no. well i'm i'm glad i so then i'm glad you're on this podcast i'm glad you're having this experience um because i i think um, I think you, I think I'm, I'm ready to help you to maybe, maybe edit, uh, do some edits of this idea and maybe to clarify some of the things that you said, because you, you gave in the group, you gave the impression that you're a teacher who does this for a career. Oh, I wish. No. Okay. No, but well, I think, so then my, um, my advice, which you, which you do not have to follow. I am not an expert. I'm simply giving my opinion. Um, I would I would post again in the group and explain in a little bit more detail that really you are not a teacher and that these are all just ideas that you have. It's good to have ideas, all right? But when you have them, you have to make sure that people understand that they're just ideas. Okay. Oh, I thought so, you actually understood it. Yeah, because I did put something. I did put something about the, the so, idea I want to start well, this project. Well, okay. That's what so, it, so, the, so the reality of it is, I might have understood it a little, but I didn't understand it all the way. Right? If I got confused correct. along the way, I didn't understand enough. Correct. So, the, so it's it's very tricky sometimes. But no worries, just relax because you're listening to Aaron's opinion the podcast for blind people, where we talk about issues in the blindness community from all over the world. Tonight, we're in New York City or wherever you're listening. Caroline Radio, Blind Advocate Radio, everywhere else, as we like to say, we'll be right back. Welcome back, listener. Uh, this is the Aaron's Opinion podcast with Aaron Richmond, and we're joined this evening by Brian Velazquez from New York. He has a lot of interesting ideas about the New York City uh, transportation system and what blind people can learn from this system. So I think now that we have clarified 
some of your goals and what's going on here. Maybe can you tell us about an interesting experience you've had while traveling on the system? Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, thank you very much. And one experience was an O&M lesson. A couple of experiences I'm gonna share, but one was, the first one I'm gonna share is my own, one of my O&M lessons. So I was afraid at first to take the leap to travel by myself. It was a big, big adjustment. You know, I've taken like Accessoride, I've taken paratransit, or whatever you want to call it. In New, in New York City, it's Accessoride. Um, or Stressoride because the ride comes so late. So um, one of my O&M lessons, I was this close to getting my third lesson in a row perfectly. But I messed up in one street crossing and it turns out it was the last street crossing before I made my way to the house. And what was that for? Oh my God, I was upset because I was looking forward to getting clearance and I didn't get it because of that last mistake and that last lesson. So we worked on the route a couple of more times and we did street crossings again. You know, we made sure that I heard the traffic correctly and made sure about the turning cars and was very clear on what to do going forward. So the next experience. This was back in when I first started traveling to school on the bus, the city bus. And I was the type of person that if I got to school late, I was a wreck. I didn't want to get to school late. I hated getting to school late. I didn't want to hear about getting to school late. So I take the bus and I let my announce to the driver, driver, I need to get off here. I need to go off here. This is my stop at um, such and such place, please be aware of that. And I try to make sure the driver's aware and whatnot. So little that I know, I missed my stop. So I had to get off the bus like one or two stops later, rushed across the street, rushed on the bus back to, waited for the bus, for some time, rushed on the bus back to where I needed to go and held on for dear life to get to school on time. Thankfully, I wasn't too late, but it's a learning experience, you know? Traveling independently, it's not gonna be a walk in the park. You're gonna have your, your issues, you're gonna have your ups and downs, and that's with everything in life, people. Whatever goal you have, whatever idea you have, whatever project you have, you're going to have ups and downs. And that is normal. We all learn from mistakes. We may fall down, but we may get up again and we will we, dust we ourselves to. off we have and try to. again. We have to. I'll tell you the, the times in my life where I've learned the most 
or should I say more philosophically, the times in my life where I've seen the greatest light has been in the times of the greatest darkness, meaning it's impossible to be successful if you don't fall down, right? Correct. If, that if, is if correct. You, and it, it's true. It's true in my life. If you don't fall down and skin your knee, you can't get up. You, you, you can't learn how to get up. And that, and, that, and that is the life lesson. It's happened to me, not necessarily with transportation, but other things in life. It's happened to me at least three or four times. One big one, one, one big fall down, one big one that really pushed me into the level of success that I am today. It's a really long story, not gonna bore you. It has nothing to do right. with New York. Um, it is very interesting. But I'm not going to tell you. Now I'm not. I'm not going to bore you with that. But it is. It is one of those types of stories where, you know, when I was having that experience, it was about the hardest night of my life, the hardest thing, the hardest thing I'd ever gone through. And I'm so grateful I went through it, and I'm a stronger teacher because of it. I'm a stronger person because of it, and quite frankly, I'm more of an appreciative person because of it. So whatever that was, I learned that you have to, you, you, you either in life, if you really want to be successful, if you're reaching your full potential, if you are succeeding, you're going to fall down. And if you don't fall down, then you aren't at your full capacity. You aren't, you aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing, right? If you never fall down, if you're just coasting, well, that's, that's, not, that's not good. It's not good to just coast. When in fact, if you fall down really hard and then get up and you're stronger, that's really good because it showed me that apparently I was reaching my full potential and that everybody has limits. We all do. There's always a limitation, unfortunately. But the fact is, is that I learned how to get up. So, you know, <clears throat> that's, that's, that's life. You know, so many people, I guess, in society must be very dishonest people. We must have a country and a world with a lot of liars and dishonest people because everybody says, oh, I never fall down. Oh, I've never failed. You know, so right. many people say that. Well, gee, I'm not trusting you then. And by the way, if you've never failed, I don't, I, I, I don't want you in my, in my successful team then. Because mm -hmm. if you haven't failed, you aren't successful. If you haven't failed, you aren't succeeding. If you don't fall down, you just aren't moving. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, I, um, I, I grew up, um, uh, as you can tell, by the way, I speak, I'm not a New Yorker. I grew up uh, in a uh, agricultural community, nowhere near New York, but um, it's a community where there's, you know, no public transportation at all. I, I'll tell you my impression of New York. I've been to that city twice and I don't like it. It's too, it's too, it's too noisy and it's just too stressful. Um, and I've asked other New Yorkers if they've noticed that the noise level in Manhattan, I've said, is the noise level loud in Manhattan or is it my imagination because I'm not a new, because I'm not a New Yorker? They say, no, the noise level is always crazy in Manhattan. It's just too loud. It's just too much for me. It's, it's sensory overload for me. So if people are overwhelmed by traveling in New York, I completely understand. I, I just won't. I think that it's New York is an amazing city. It's an amazing place forever in the world. It's a very, very, it's one of the most 
important cities ever. It's one of the most beautiful cities in the world, without doubt. But it's Thank also, you. but it's also, but it's also one of the loudest cities and one of the most stressful. So I'd rather go to another. I'd rather go to another less important city, I guess. You know. Um, but is that is that noise level? Is that my imagination, or is it really loud in New York? What What, what do you think? It depends where you are. Like, let's yeah. say if you're in Midtown Manhattan and Times Square, it's going to be really loud. Let's say right. if you're in more, you know, quieter, it has its quiet parts and its loud parts. Mm -hmm. But in general, as a whole, the city is, you're going to have some noise. But you have your quiet parts. So, yep. You got, okay. you know. All right. All right. Well, good. Do. Good. So I've done a lot of traveling overseas. Uh, where where have you been, by the way? Oh, I've been to Dominican Republic. I've been to Curacao. I've been to Aruba. And I've been to the Turk and Caicos Islands. I was actually supposed to go to Europe this summer, but due to COVID, yep. Europe is canceled. Europe is canceled. So. Yep, I was supposed to be this week. I was supposed to be in Spain. I... I'll tell you a little bit more about my background. Um, I actually studied abroad in England. Um, as far as transportation goes, I found England to be really, really great. Um, the, the taxi drivers, um, or as they call them in, in British English, as they say, cabbies. The cabbies mm -hmm. in, that, in that country are, seem to be extraordinarily well-trained. Um, and I only had one or two bad experiences. Uh, one or two people threw a fit about my guide dog or something. But, you know, that type of thing would happen anywhere. Um, but uh, overall, I think that as far, if, you, if you're a blind person and, and you are wondering what might be a good country to go to where everybody speaks English and has a really good system for getting around and is relatively easy, I would say England is pretty good. You know, uh, the thing you have to be aware of is the traffic, though. The traffic flows in the opposite direction. So you have to be aware aware of that mm-hmm yep. so yes um and also amsterdam is super good for getting around mm -hmm. oh yes yeah yeah and i've been i've been to france three times because my second language is french i've been to poland Interesting. thank you i've been to poland uh, austria czech republic uh, Czech Republic, how is that? Czech Republic, that's that's really, that's, I've heard of it, but not as much, but I've heard, actually my favorite team, you know how I know about Czech Republic? The New York Rangers played there mm -hmm. once, and I was like, ah, Czech Republic, I wonder what that's like. I'll tell you, um, okay, so um, it's interesting you brought it up, because that's where I had the big fall, that, that was where something happened. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It, it's all right. It's all right. I'll tell. I'm not. I'm not getting it. That, that's like a whole hour conversation. Okay. That's okay. A, that's that's a whole. That's a whole news report. That's a whole other news story that has really nothing to do with this podcast. Anyway. Anyway. Um. I can just see. I can just see my guy in California, KCGM Bakersfield, raising his hand. Um, Aaron, you need to tell me what happened. I want to know now. <laughs> the pe people, are, people are going to be asking, okay, what happened? What happened? Well, oh boy. Well, stay tuned. Um, I probably won't talk about it on the podcast. It's a little bit more touchy for me, obviously. Uh, if I told you off the air, you would understand. Um, you know, as far as buildings go in, in the Czech Republic, 
Um, I mean, I have usable vision. So if you're blind with usable vision, the buildings and the environment looks like, kind of, it looks kind of like Vienna. It kind of looks Austrian. It kind of looks Germanic. And it also looks uh, like Poland too. Uh, so it's kind of a combination between that. Um, uh, the food is, um, <clears throat> is like, it's good, but I think other European countries have better choices for food. In the Czech Republic, you get a lot of pork, um, a lot of meat, um, an enormous amount of beer, potatoes, bread, like that, that type of thing. Um, is it really the best for, you know, getting around as a blind person? No, it's not. Um, if you don't speak their Chesky language, um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more difficult. In Prague, everyone speaks English, but you know, like any other capital, the people are very busy. So it would be unlikely for them to uh, help you. Although they are very helpful. They're very kind people. Um, and they're very, they're very reformed and a very, at times, a very serious people, but the Czechs are very kind. They're extremely kind. Um, but I mean, as far as, you know, getting around, I think it's a little bit difficult. Um, so for me, I, I think the, let's see, I, I will tell you, for me, the best city in Europe, my favorite one to get around was a city in Southern France called Montpellier, mm -hmm. where I was easily able to walk around, take buses, take trams, you know, the tracks, you know, memorize where things are, but a lot of that was because I was speaking French the whole time. So it's, you know, it's hard to compare. If you don't speak French, I'm not going to tell you to go to France. Okay. But you, because I do want to see the Eiffel Tower at least once before well, I need to surf. Well, you should go. I'm not stopping Definitely. you. Go. Definitely. Go. Just know that if you go, maybe bring someone who speaks French, maybe try to research if there's someone or a tour guide who would be willing to speak to you in English, um, because most, uh, most French people, um, gotcha. most, most French people do not speak English um, at all. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really quite, it's really quite interesting to be able to speak mm -hmm. French and then go to, it is. go to, go to France or use a second language in another country like that. It's very, it's good to learn a sec, you know, it's, it's good to learn a second language. And, and how many, and how many languages do you speak? I speak two languages, English and Spanish. Great. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. I thought when you mentioned Dominican Republic, I thought so. You've spent you've spent a lot of time in the Caribbean. That's a very very beautiful and a very interesting, very interesting part of the world to live in for sure. It's a living not for a blind person. I don't. It's the streets are not the best. Well, you know, it's not the best streets, <laughs> but it's good to visit. Oh, I love their beaches. Their beaches are amazing. Their food's amazing. The water's amazing. I see. And I see. Of course, the booze are amazing. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, which is not for this podcast, for that's for a whole nother ballgame. Let's not go left on that. But 
Oh, well, we might we might have to have you come back uh, for left uh, an episode of I guess left field. <laughs> I oh, guess we'd have yes. to call the episode left field so you can come back and talk about talk about uh, talk about booze. I guess booze in the Dominican Republic. I wonder. Oh, that'll be great. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's cool. I mean, yeah, I actually volunteered um, on the island of Saint Lucia many years ago, six years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? It was. It was really good. It was a really good experience. They have a wonderful blind welfare association there. Uh, right. They do a. Have you heard of it? I have not, but I'm just saying. Right. Like. Yeah. Cool. That, that's cool. why I'm like. Right. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, it, so good. Yeah. They do. They do a lot. They do a lot there to help blind people. Other blind people from around the Caribbean come to this particular location on, on the island of St. Lucia, which is an independent nation. And it's a very, a very, very interesting place to live. I, I, I think the Caribbean for me is one of my favorite regions. I, I, outside of France, uh, for me, it's the Caribbean. I just love that peaceful life. You know, I'm, as I say, I'm not a New Yorker. I never grew up in a city, so I'll never pretend to understand a city. You know, we don't miss what we don't have, you know. Um, now, um, do you do you have Dominican heritage? I do. My family is from DR, actually. Excellent. Okay, cool. Yes. Cool. Um, yes. So then, now, what can you tell me about Turks and Caicos? I mean, I've flown over Turks and Caicos. I've never... I took a cruise um, mm-hmm. to the islands. It was, we were just at the beach and whatnot. It's really small. Like Grand Turk, very small island. Not much. They have a lot of animals. They have some shops, but it was very small. I was like, wow, really small island. Um, but it was it was a good experience, you know, to travel to other parts of the world and good to see, besides going to your own country, you know, it's good to see other parts of the world. It's good to experience the food, the culture, you know, something you live once, so you got to enjoy life, you know. Don't let, to my, my listeners out there, don't lay blind if stop blind and stopping what you want to do. Because when I was growing up, I wanted to be a Braille teacher when I was growing up. Braille teacher, Braille teacher, Braille teacher, Braille teacher, Braille teacher. So, so become one. Why didn't you become one? Become one. Why not? Well, I'm going to get into this now. But by the way, by the Wait. way, you do, by the way, you do not, you do not need to answer that question. If that brings up something too personal for you, you, you do not need to answer that if you don't want to. Okay, so, um, which I'm going to redo this, the piece that I did earlier, I might redo some of it while I'm telling you all this. So be prepared, it's gonna be an earful. So, bro teacher, bro teacher, bro teacher, go through high school. By the way, we have, by, by the way, we have just, we're coming up on nine minutes, by the way, about nine minutes left. All right, go. Oh uh-huh. no, okay. So long story short, Wanted to be a braille teacher. When I got to college, um, I started my freshman year, observed classes my second semester, and I was like, no, not for me. I switched to therapeutic rec, did that for the rest of my career, graduated with a bachelor's in that, did that, and I discovered I had inner talents. So my voice is really, really, really powerful. So I discovered that I have 
you know, I've done Im- impressions of people in the past and little oh, things here and there. Well, well then, okay, go. Get, get, tell me who it is, and then and then go. You, I'm gonna you're gonna have to give me one one really good impression. Oh boy. Um, well, you said it. <laughs> Wendy Williams. What are you doing? It's time for hot topics. You know, Lindsay. I'm I'm sick of it. I'm sick of him. You know, Lindsay Lohan. You know, the Kardashians. What's new with those Kardashians? Clap if you agree that Kanye and Kim should have gotten married. Clap if you didn't agree. Excellent. Great. Great. Yeah. What's, an- so, what's another one? Another one, another one, another one, another one. Uh, I can't think of, I'm trying to find something familiar that everybody knows. Judge Judy. Well, um, it's not an answer. Um, it's not an answer. Um, well, just a second. Shh, shh. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Great, great. Yeah. So, okay. So besides your, your impressions, what are some other things that you have done with your Well, um, ringmastered for the Big Apple Circus. Okay. Let me hear, let me hear that line. It's going to be low in my house. It's not going to be as loud as the video, but. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to the Big Apple Circus. All right. And how did you discover that your voice was so powerful and distinctive? Um, through practice, through creativity. Mm. And just, it's just some qualities and some talents you have are natural. Right. Some qualities that you have are natural. And there's some hidden, hidden talents that you just have to discover on your own. It's something you, that has to be found by you. You discover them as you go later on in your life. Things start to open, whether it's through your career, through therapeutic rec, through speaking and implementing programs and speaking to residents and you know, standing up there and running a program. It's stuff that starts to click and stuff that starts to, whoa, I could do this. I can do that. I can go further with this. Like, for example, I'm looking into voiceover and becoming a PA announcer, or who knows, maybe I'll do voiceovers for different commercials. But just to let y'all know, it's not a walk in the park. It's going to take time. These things are going to take time. It's not going to be kapoop overnight. No. You just have to enjoy your ladder, enjoy the ladder you're climbing, whatever project you're doing, enjoy the idea process, enjoy the creativity process, and enjoy that ladder. Because if you rush, it's not the end product is not going to come out, right? As well as you and the think. same the same is true with podcasting and radio. It took me a very long time to gather up guests to a point where people are coming yeah. to this podcast several times a week. What you have to do at first is you have to talk to yourself. You have to do an enormous amount of monologues where you just talk yes. and talk and talk about issues that that concern you. Then what I noticed was over time, more and more people wanted to talk to me. And then what I noticed over time is, oh, I should get back into Spreaker. And then I noticed, oh, they have distribution to Apple. And then here's the turning point. 
I applied to mm-hmm. Apple and I thought I wasn't good enough. I thought my podcast wouldn't make it and it did. And then from that point, I thought, well, if this is on Apple, if this is on iHeartRadio, maybe this can help one person because if it only, if it only helps one person, then it's a success. But know that when you climb a ladder, the ladder always shakes and wobbles a little bit. So that's kind of how life goes. Life is yes. kind of a ladder. Shaking yes. and wobbling. I think overall, I'm going to give you my opinion because this is an opinion podcast. It's not a fact podcast. Overall, I'm very impressed. Um, you overcame that. You, you were quite nervous. I think you had a lot of nerves tonight, I think. And that I think you also have a lot of ideas about certain things that you would like to do for, for New York and transportation and things like that. Um, I mean, what I really would, would hope that you would do or, or, or would like you to do is to, and this is not going to air for a while now. I don't know when this will air, but between now and when it does air, and I'll tell you, what I would like you to do is think about some things that you would like to talk about next time if we could come back for a left field. Because I think, I think you have a lot more, I think you have a lot more um, uh, material. And I think you have a lot more of a story uh, here, under there, somewhere, right? Yes, a huge story. But all these, every, every, <laughs> That train part, that last part with the mobility, the O&M, which I should have stuck to because I have worked with children, um, not no, no. directly. Okay, but no, but actually, oh. thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being honest because I, yes. I, I kind of corrected it and I you kind did. of helped, I helped you because I realized there was a discrepancy. And instead of, instead of lying to me, you told the truth. So I, I understand that was, that was very frustrating for you at that second, but thank you for telling the truth. Thank you for clarifying. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you clarified, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't completely solve the whole thing. And I think you do need to go back on Facebook and just re, rewrite that post, I think. Um, because I was... I was a little get, bit confused with it. I wasn't entirely sure of your entire story. Let me let me put it to you like that. Oh, okay. So now, what we should have done, I think we should right. should have spoken to you directly first. That's what we should have done before the podcast. Ah, uh, but that's fine. I wanted it to be a really interesting podcast where we could learn, like oh. on the moment, learn actively like this. Hmm. Uh, because I find that the people who want to talk to me and want to drag it out, in general, are the people who don't actually come to the show. And I was more concerned with getting you on and just making a recording. That's a, that is far more uh, important. All right, oh. you have. It is totally fine. Because you told you told the truth, so it's really not the end of the world. You do need you do need to edit this, uh, this plan, right? We need to yes. work this out. But this is something that can be done. All right. Do you have any final messages for for people before we sign off? You have fifty seconds. To so all my fellow listeners, make the best of your life. 
you only live once. Blind, not blind, whatever you may have, life is what you make of it. Reach for the stars, grab the breast ring, and to all my parents of blind children, I'm here for you. I want you to have a resource. Besides the O&M instructors, I want to be a resource to y'all. And I want to help y'all overcome those fears you have with your child traveling independently. I want to start this project Excellent. as soon as possible, Excellent. especially after this quarantine is over. Very, very good. Thank you so much, listeners from around the world. I'm Aaron Richmond. This is, Aaron, this is the Aaron's Opinion Podcast. Have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill, plus take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed, and together, we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's time for pumpkin flavors and new fall favorites at Dunkin'. And also some tough decisions. Like, do I want a signature pumpkin spice ice latte? A brand new oat milk latte? A new chai latte? Or a pumpkin iced coffee? Oh, and the bakery. Do I want a pumpkin donut? or? Uh, there are other people behind you in this drive-thru. Oh, uh, I'll just take it all. Okay. It's all the cozy you crave at Dunkin'. Pumpkin favorites and new fall additions. Like new creamy without the dairy oat milk lattes and the signature pumpkin spice ice latte, plus more. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.